Good morning, everyone. It's the 14th of September, and I'm joined today by Jen Corsten, Alex Byrne, and Mayank Markende. It was another dramatic week in the US markets, and particularly in the NASDAQ. But close to home in the UK, the Brexit talks, Jen, seem to have gone very sour. If you could just outline for us what happened last week. Sure, quite a lot happened. So first of all, Boris Johnson announced a deadline of the 15th of October during the EU Council meeting to either get a deal done with the EU or end the talks. Then on Wednesday, the government published the Internal Market Bill. So this controversial document is dubbed as a safety net against any extreme or rational interpretation of elements of the withdrawal agreement. And it basically could potentially override parts of the bill related to the Northern Irish Protocol. That is quite a serious thing. If you could focus on this internal markets bill, that was the big news last week. What does that really mean? So with regards to the Northern Irish Protocol, the internal market bill will give the UK government power to cut down on the paperwork or even eliminate export and exit declarations. It also allows for modification or reinterpretation of state aid subsidies for Northern Irish firms. And what was the EU's reaction to this? It wasn't great. So it threatened legal action against the UK and also a potential refusal to progress trade talks any further. If this bill is passed, it could break international treaty law, as it originally, the withdrawal agreement is legally binding. And how did the markets react to this? Sterling plummeted, predictably, against major currencies, and then the FTSE 100 was up some 4% last week. Not an atypical reaction there. Alex, on the other side of the world, we appear to have a successor to Prime Minister Abe in Japan. Yeah, so Suga was put forward in the internal party election. That will be confirmed more than likely on the 16th in the Japanese parliament. In terms of what his priorities are, it's expected that it'll continue much in the same way that it did under Abe. So Suga is essentially the, the Abe lieutenant. He's been his kind of second in command for a long period of time now. So the expectation is that monetary policy, fiscal policy approach to the central bank remain the same, that the tax hike isn't repealed. There may be further reason measures, but essentially a lot of the stuff that Abe would have done and has done will be maintained through time, especially in the short term. Um, there's a few things in the more medium term that may take more of a priority. So regulation may come to the forefront a little bit more. There may be a, a more of an increase in inbound foreign workers, some consolidation of regional banks. But I think that's more of a medium term projection, but all kind of positive things from a market perspective. Yes, and the market's reaction? Uh, very positive. So the topics was uh, one of the better performers last week. It has been performing fairly well over the past month or so. But yeah, it's kind of outside of the US, it was one of the stronger markets. Thanks for that. Now, Mayank, given some rather volatile equity markets, how did the government bond markets react? Not surprisingly, the government bonds actually did quite well across the developed markets. So, for example, in the UK, the 10-year started at 27 basis points and then finished the week at sort of 17 to 18 basis points. So a rally in the UK government bonds. Also, you know, month-to-day performance of gilts compared to non-gilts has been positive. So gilts have outperformed. We also saw inflation linkers have a very strong week and also on a month-to-date basis. This is for two reasons. Firstly, their longer duration, these inflation linkers, when bonds rally, they have actually a bigger sensitivity to falling yields. And then secondly, it's a sterling that Jen alluded to before. Because sterling has been so weak over the last couple of weeks, this has actually fed into inflation expectations in the UK, which has helped the linkers market. 
back to the Brexit story and also kind of dramatic developments in the oil price over the last couple of weeks. The oil price has actually been uh, you know, quite weak over the last couple of weeks. So Brent has fallen by almost 10% over the last couple of weeks, kind of trading at around $40 at the moment. And the reason for that is it's really both a supply and a demand side story. Uh, from a supply side, the EIA reported crude inventory buildup of 2 million barrels, which is above the 1.3 million, which is forecast by analysts. So there's, we're seeing more supply coming into the market. And in fact, this is the first ever rise in crude inventory since mid-July. At the same time, we're seeing you know, refinery utilization also fall 5% for a second week, you know, which gives you an idea of weakening demand. So there's a bit of uncertainty, ongoing uncertainty on the demand side as well. As you know, we head into the winter months and there is a real possibility of a second wave. Yes, indeed, that demand picture almost impossible to predict there. But in the week ahead, staying with you, Mayank, we do have the FOMC meeting with the Federal Reserve. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, so next week's uh, FOMC meeting will be the first one post the new principles on inflation averaging. So it'd be interesting to, to see what they actually say. However, you know, I'm expecting no real surprises or no new guidance, especially given the last one was quite an important one. The more interesting uh, data point is going to be the update of the summary of economic projections, and they will expand the forecast horizon by one year actually going to 2023. So this will have the revised dot plot, which indicates the, the base rate for, for the US Federal Reserve and also uh, projections around you know, economic growth and unemployment. So it'd be interesting to see how they get projected. Yes, indeed. And if we could finish where we started, Jen, with Brexit, what do we expect in the week to come? Yes, so today the internal market bill will be formally debated for the first time in Commons. It needs to pass through both the House of Commons and the House of Lords before it becomes law. And then on Thursday, the Bank of England's MPC meeting takes place, but we're not expecting any change in policy here. Okay, interesting week ahead. Thank you all very much. Thank you, Thank you Lorna. Thank you.